welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. We are so happy to have you join us. And today is a big topic that I think most of you can relate to. It's getting triggered by your child's behaviors. So Amma will give us some mic drop moments about how we can deal with this. And um, I'll share a story about how I was triggered literally this morning by my daughter and how it just quickly leads to me wanting to threaten and fight back. And it gets me really angry pretty quickly, no matter how much I can prepare for those moments. We just start reacting and I even want to spank my child and I don't spank my child, but I feel it in my body where I'm like, you need a spanking. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you can relate, stay tuned to hear how we can come to a better solution when our kids are quote unquote triggering us. All right, let's get into it. Hey, mama, welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way? Silly you. Silly you. (laughs) Hey, I'm Serena. I'm a mama of two little ones. And as a new mama, I constantly question myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family. And hi, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in child care and parent coaching. And I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you. Together in this podcast, each week, we will explore some easy-to-implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. Hello, beautiful parents. (laughs) Today, we have another Q&A for you, and Serena and I have decided that we're going to pull from some of the questions that you have answered when you come and join our Facebook group, we ask, one of the questions we ask is, what is one of the main issues you are dealing with right now? So we're going to draw from that beautiful collection of challenging things that you are dealing with. Um, And so, and we're going to do it um, anonymously because we're not taking the time to reach out and ask for your permission to use your name. So we'll just read your response to that question. And here's this one for today. This mama says, I want to get less irritated with my children because it's not my children's fault. I'm annoyed. It's my fault. And I want to be able to connect with them more and play with them more. So this is really, really powerful. And for me, what that really speaks to that I'm sure every single parent out there can relate to is how easily triggered we can be by our children's behavior. Yeah. 
Yes, and that's really what the majority of the parents are writing in when they are joining the Facebook group. It's they want to stop yelling so much. They want to learn how to calm themselves down as well as their kids. And so it's really it's a universal a theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually experienced that this morning with my three-year-old on our way to daycare. She did not want to go to school. It was... um and I understood. And I knew it was going to happen. So I was mentally preparing myself for this battle that was coming because my mother-in-law takes care of this little boy. He was sick, so he had to miss out on school. So he came to the house because she was going to be watching him. And I knew once Andrea saw him, she was going to want to stay home. Mm. And, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, I was pre-paving all morning. We were going to go to school since yesterday. I was prepaving because she's been fighting with me quite often now to go to school. And so I was prepaving, prepaving. Everything seemed great. And then that happened. And right after he came. So wait, wait. Oh, he arrived then? Yeah, he arrived. That's what happened. Okay. And then she was like, I'm not going to school. I'm not going to school. And <laughs> it just triggered me, even though I was prepared for it. It triggered me so fast. Mm. And and then I went to the threats and I was like, OK, well, we were going to go to grandma's house. But if it's going to be a battle to get to school, we're not going to grandma's house this weekend. Mm. And I was like, do you want me to call grandma? Do you want me to call grandma? If you don't Ooh. put your shoes on, I'm going to call grandma. She wouldn't. Oh, she started throwing toys. She was throwing them. If you throw that toy, I'm calling grandma now. And I knew I should not have been doing this, but I was just so triggered and so getting frustrated because I had a meeting to go to and I had to get out the door. And that's usually what's happening is I have to get out because we're late. She's late. She has to be in by nine. I'm late. I have to be in by 930. And mm. so we started with um, the threats and and she would not put her shoes on. I would put them on. She would kick them off and. Then I was getting to I wanted to give her a spanking and I don't spank her, but I like I feel it in my body. You I want to spank feel her. The feelings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel it in my body that that's my reaction. I want to spank her like I'm going to show you. You have to do this. Listen to me. And um, she would not put the shoes on. So I was like, we have to get out the door. So I just carried everything. She wouldn't put the shoes on. I carried the shoes, the jacket. Now I'm feeling really frustrated because I'm juggling everything in my arm. She's heavy. I have to take her cousin to school too. Thankfully, she was cooperating. And <laughs> then we got to school and I was like, I have lower back problems. I was like, I'm not going to carry her. She she loves being carried. I'm not going to carry her into school if she doesn't want to put her shoes on. She doesn't want to put her shoes on. She's going to walk on the, and it's, <laughs> it snowed. <laughs> so it's wet. There's <laughs> snow on the ground. And I'm like, I don't know if this is cruel and unusual punishment, but I'm not carrying her and she's going to have to walk. That's the consequence. You don't want to put your shoes on. You have to walk in your socks. Mm -hmm. And so we had to walk across the parking lot with her socks on. And I got some parents staring at me, but I wasn't going to be carrying her. And that was that this morning. And so I texted Emma right away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Uh-huh. So, but, uh, yeah, I was very triggered. That is the perfect example to go with this 
uh, listener's question. What do we do when we get triggered, you guys? That's a beautiful, frustrating, difficult example of being fully triggered. And for you, Mama Serena, thank you so much for your honesty and for really being vulnerable with our listeners in so much as just telling them like it is. Because I think for you, listener, if you've got a child who's triggering you at home, now you get to feel, you're like, okay, Mama Serena doesn't have it all together all the time. Okay. (laughs) Mama doesn't have, I don't have a little one underfoot all the time. And I'm not even doing childcare currently, but even childcare is like, it's easy for me to pull on my best suit (laughs) for my job, right? But when you're parenting full time, you guys, trigger, trigger, trigger all the time, right? Every day, at least one, if not a dozen or more triggers. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that so honestly and giving us the full picture. (laughs) We've got lots to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to work with. Okay. So, and it's really funny because I hadn't heard that whole story, but as I was finishing my notes for today, it just ties in so beautifully. The first part that I want to say is what we have to know about triggers is that when I get triggered, it's my trigger. It's not what someone did, in this case, your three-year-old did to you or did in general. It's not her behavior. It's your thoughts about what she did. So let's just go into that. Let's unpack that a little. So she was resisting going to school. I'm not going to school. And now I'm throwing things. And now I'm doing this. And now all the behavior. And what were the thoughts in your head? Well, when she was throwing things, I was like, who is this child? Like, my little angel does not throw things. She always is such a little angel. And why are you throwing things? Like, we were pre-paving. I was doing everything in my power to make this morning go smooth. Mm-hmm. And I was peeled because I knew once the kid had arrived, I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was peeled at my mother-in-law for not warning me and helping me get that information. Mm. So I know we should get out the door before he arrives. So Um, good. Okay. Let's take some of those things. So one of the things, uh, the, the next piece that I wrote down in my notes, and let's just go over these is what is beneath our irritation? What is beneath anger? What are the layers that are actually at play here? Um, and on the top of my list says our overall exhaustion, perhaps. And I don't know how you were feeling this morning in that regard, but if you listen, or if you think about when you're getting triggered by your child, are you full of energy or are you typically parent of a toddler (laughs) or more than one toddler kind of tired and exhausted all the time. So there's that as a common underlying factor. Do you feel a lack of support? Whether it's from your partner, in this case, your mother-in-law, 
in, you know, somebody else around you, your own parent, or maybe you are leaning, trying to lean on your mother for some support in these early years of parenting. Are you feeling a lack of support? When Serena and I started the podcast, we called it, We Are the Village Parenting Podcast, because we could see we had this common vision of how we as a society are lacking the village. We're lacking that support, right? So that's an underlying layer beneath irritation and triggering and anger that comes up so quickly. Do we feel or do we have a lack of basic knowledge about child development, which can create unrealistic expectations? So I don't know if that was coming into play with you, Serena, but for our listeners, that's so often the case. You know, we, I've always said, we should be teaching child development in high school because (laughs) a huge percentage of people who are in high school will become parents within the next decade, right? So um, not to rush children into being parents, but we become parents without any knowledge of what's typically something that our child can do. Um, putting their shoes on. And in this case, I think she was using that as a resistance against going. She figured if she didn't put her shoes on, she wouldn't have to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. In other times, it might be more that it's just really hard for her to put her shoes on your child and or boots even. And we just want them to hurry up and get those shoes on. And we don't give the time and the space for them to be on the learning curve. It's really hard to put shoes on. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, do we have un- unrealistic expectations? Is that underlying us getting triggered? Um, do we have an over busy lifestyle? Yes, most of us do. Most of us do now, even me, I'm a grandmother, my grandchildren are half grown up and I have an over busy lifestyle a lot of the time. And you young parents definitely are struggling with that one for sure. So these are all different reasons why that irritation in us can be so close to the surface. And so we're like trigger happy that just clicking boom into that trigger so quickly right? Short fuse. Um, And also our expectation of our child and what they should be able to do or what they will do may not be aligned with that individual child. For example, um, my sister, I'm going to use an example. My sister is a very punctual person. And she has a child who's now a teen, but she has a child who is very slow moving and takes a really long time to process what needs to be done in the morning before getting out the door, <laughs> right? And she's like, come on, come on, come on. And he's like, do, 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 do. He's a very different child than she was. 
He's a very different person. Your child may be a very different person than you are and then the child that you were. So is our expectation of what we want our child to do or who we want them to be, is that aligned with who our child actually is? So that awareness is really, can be really helpful. And the other one that I wrote down about what might be beneath our irritation and our quick trigger to anger is do we think that our child is just trying to make us angry? <laughs> is our child just trying to bug us right now? Because that's what it feels like. Am I right? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's look at anger. Underneath anger is almost always a feeling of vulnerability. You might be feeling vulnerable as a parent because you feel maybe like inadequate. Like, I don't have the tools to do this. I don't know how to do this. I feel unprepared. You know, I hear Melissa saying these things and I try them and they're not even working. So now I'm mad at Melissa too. You know, <laughs> Serena was pre-paving like crazy and it should have worked. <laughs> And so then we have this vulnerability, like I'm doing something wrong. Is there something wrong with me? Am I a terrible parent? All that vulnerability comes up as anger and anger comes up to protect us from being vulnerable. So it's a protective field. It's a shield that we put out against the world. Now you are going to do what I say because I said so right now. That is going to protect me from feeling like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm scared right now because all the tools aren't working or I don't even know what the tools are anymore because I'm so angry. Right. Right. <clears throat> so I want you to remember that. No one can make you feel anything. Your child cannot make you angry. Your child is doing something and you are feeling angry. You might think it has to do with what your child is doing, but in fact, your anger is your anger. That, I'm sorry. That's funny because just this morning when I was waking up my daughter, I was going through that exact thing and I was saying it out loud and I was saying, you make me so happy. And I was just listening to myself say, you make me feel so happy. And I was just going like trying to make sense of you are just the sweetest thing when you're sleeping. I love you so much. You make my life so much better and I, mm -hmm. I was just saying what I was feeling and then noticing how I was saying me and I for the things that she was giving me I don't know it was just something weird mm -hmm. that I was just going through this morning <laughs> it was <laughs> funny that you brought that up it's really perfect <laughs> because we need to learn how to own our feelings for ourselves 
And it's really important because in our marriage and partnership relationships too, we're going to get in trouble if we're depending <laughs> on that other person to make us feel good, right? Mm -hmm. To make us feel happy, to make us feel supported, to make us feel worthy yeah. in any way. And it needs to start with how we speak to our children. I love you is what I'm hearing about when you see that. Oh, you guys, that sleeping face. Of your oh, my child. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. She was asleep oh, while I was saying all of this. <laughs> right? It's the big, the big melt. I still do it when I see my half grown grandchildren sleeping. I'm like, oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. And so. That's a great place to practice because what we're going to move into is we're going to move into how do we shift out of this triggering? Okay. I promise we will. And the first thing is practicing some mindfulness, I guess it is. And we'll get into what that looks like. But right now, like practicing, how are you using your words about what you're feeling? So when you look at that sleeping angelic face of your darling. It's like, oh, my heart, my heart is so happy right now. I just love you so much. And I just can't even express how deeply that love resonates in my body. And you're just looking at a sleeping child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and own that feeling, though, because that's the connection, right? So that's beautiful. But don't use the you. You make yeah. me so happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I was just saying it and then thinking of the words I was using. And it, I mean, it was like an awareness that I was coming to when mm -hmm. I was saying it. And so it's funny that you brought it up. Um, it's, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so back to the not so loving feelings <laughs> that we feel. Um, you know, the the main thing underneath our anger is 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 all kinds of different frustrations that we might be experiencing. We might be experiencing frustration about how long it takes our child to do something, to put their shoes on, to do what I'm asking them to do because we have to get out the door now. We might experience frustration about how long it takes them to learn how to put their own boots on. How hard can it be to slip your feet into your boots when you're one and a half or two? or three, sometimes it's really challenging to put boots on. So there might be frustration about how long it's taking them to learn. And again, that ties in with, do we have a basic knowledge of child development? So I encourage you to educate yourselves about child development. What should you be able to expect from a neurotypical developing child and the you know there's a big window of what's quote unquote normal but it would be really helpful for you to look if you have a one-year-old look up one-year-old development two-year-old three-year-old all that okay um there's frustration about regressions that our child might be having there may be frustration 
that you're having with somebody else in your life, like your spouse, and you just had a spat this morning before they went out the door to their place, and you were trying to get out the door with the kids all by yourself now, you know, whatever that is, you might be having frustration with your mother or your mother-in-law, or a sister, or a friend, or a co-worker, or somebody who just said something rude to you, you know. So all of this is underlying the triggering that we're experiencing. You might be frustrated with yourself for not doing it right, for not knowing how any better getting angry at your child again when you know better, for feeling like you want to spank her when you don't even spank your kid. Like even just having that feeling, you might be frustrated with yourself, right? So all of that is inside being triggered. I want you to just take a moment and I want you to look at, this is a psychopsychology portion of today's episode. What happened to you as a child when you had big feelings? For you, Serena, with this specific example, what happened to you if you didn't want to go to school that day for whatever reason? What happened to you when you weren't doing what your parent wanted you to do or told you to do? I would get spanked. Mm-hmm. And how was that? How did that feel in that little girl's body and heart and mind and emotional mm. being? When I was little, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we look deeply and find the times when we felt out of control in our world as a child, when we got spanked, when we got yelled at, when we got in trouble in some way by that parent who we were relying on to be our guide and our safe place. When we look at those places, I will suggest that that is where our feeling of vulnerability stems from. That vulnerability that you feel when your child is resisting putting on their shoes this morning is not about your child not putting on their shoes. It's about your child inside your big adult body feeling vulnerable. Does that make sense? It does. It was like a mic drop moment for you right there. <laughs> nice. Amma's mic drop moment. <laughs> so, okay, fine, Amma. Here's the psychology. What the heck do we do with it? <laughs> Let's get some practical stuff happening here because I don't want to leave you without the practical. So what I want you to practice, I want you to be aware that your the triggers that you're experiencing with your child's behavior is not about your child's behavior. It's inside you. And we each need to own our triggers. I have my mom visiting right now, you guys. I'm 60-something. She's 80-something. I still get triggered. We both still get triggered by each other. It's <laughs> like, oh, look, there we go again. We just got triggered. I mean, this is lifetime. This is lifelong stuff, right? So you're not doing it wrong. 
Number one, you are not doing it wrong. Be gentle with yourself. When I read the comment um, that this listener had written to us, she said, I'm angered. It's my fault. What I want to tell you is it's okay. Be gentle with yourself. Show yourself and your inner child, if you will, the compassion and the loving nurturing that you are learning to give your children. I want you to, number one, give that to yourself. Because your inner child needs that, that little girl that's scared and has hurt feelings because you just got spanked or in trouble. She needs you. Okay. So I just want to, if I could just put it together yeah. so the listeners and yeah. I make sure that we have that part, your mic drop yes. moment. So yes. me reacting to my child in that moment is really baby Serena when I was getting yelled at or spanked. So my anger is me protecting myself from little Serena getting yelled at and feeling scared. That's me putting that wall up to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is what psychology has shown us over recent decades. And nobody told us when we signed up for parenting <laughs> that we were actually going to have these little mirrors in the form mm -hmm. of our children who show us where we still need to be healed from our childhood wounds. Right. And that's what we get to do if yeah. we show up like this. And that makes sense with if I look at the cycle and me doing that to protect myself and yelling at my daughter now that I'm bigger and I'm bigger and louder than she is. And then her growing up and doing the same thing and continuing that cycle. Yes, 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 yes. There's a book I'm going to send you for her birthday coming up. <laughs> <laughs> a kiss and a touch and a hold. I can't remember which order they go in, but it tells this beautiful story about how a mama promises to yell less at her little girl than she got yelled at by her mama. And it's about breaking that cycle. And you guys, as nurturing parents, that's my dream. That's my hope for you is that you just break some of the cycles. You're not going to do it perfectly. I didn't do it perfectly. None of us do it perfectly. There's no such thing, in fact. And we can break the cycles, okay? So yes, thank you. That is, that's the vulnerability. I'm scared. It's also um, an intrinsic, that, that mammal in us. It's like, oh, something's wrong. Something's happening. I've got to like jump up here and protect myself. And so one of the things to do is to let yourself know in that moment of you feel the trigger, go, oh, okay, my child is refusing to put their shoes on and now they're throwing toys. If you can, if you can narrate what's happening, even just inside your head, don't, you don't have to say it out loud. That might really irritate them. <laughs> <laughs> if you can narrate what's happening, oh, wow. 
okay, my heart is racing. My child is refusing to get out the door. I'm running late. She's running late. Ooh, I feel like my, my, my breath is, I'm tightening up my jaw and my, like notice all the things that are happening and take that moment. If you, if you narrate it to yourself, okay, now she's picking up toys and throwing them. Woo. That's really pushing my buttons. Okay. <laughs> all right. I have to remember that I am safe. My animal instinct wants me to react right now and stop this. That's my vulnerable child wants protection. And I am safe. This is a three-year-old who's throwing toys. It's okay. I am safe. So that's coming in and breaking that instinctual pattern of you know, attack when we're being attacked. And when our child, when our toddler or whatever age our child is, is, is acting out in those big ways, it feels in inside, like instinctually, like an attack. Yeah. And in fact, we're safe. So the goal is to respond rather than react. So in that moment when she's now picking up toys and throwing them around and you're like, oh my goodness, what could you do now in retrospect? What could you do in that moment that might have been different than what you did this morning? Well, instead of pretending like I was calling her grandma and telling her grandma that she's not mm. going to see her this weekend, <laughs> I could have... um let go of I think I was gathering like all my things and and threatening her with the call I could have picked her up and held her or I mean we were fighting a lot so I mean instead of fighting I could have just been trying to connect with her mm -hmm. yeah sit with her and explain to her I, I know you don't want to miss out you see that your friend just got here but we have to go to school and I know it's not fun I didn't like going to school either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hear there you're acknowledging her feelings. You're acknowledging the upset. You're trying, you're doing your best to connect on some level. I get you're upset and this is what we need to do now. Yeah. And so in that response is you choosing how to re how to be with your child at that moment rather than just that knee-jerk reaction that anger brings up that triggers bring up for us right right and because either way she's still not gonna cooperate probably and put her slip her shoes on and walk out the door yeah. with me but it's an yeah. easier way than us just being mad at each other and yelling at each other and we're still mm -hmm. getting out the door yeah and you might need to pick up your child and carry them to the car and buckle them in the car seat. And you can say to them, I get that you're angry right now. I get that you're frustrated that you can't stay home with your friend that you like to play with. And I get that this is a really hard moment for you and we need to go now. Right? So you give them the uh, allowing their feelings to happen and you continue with what needs to happen in your world. And what I want to say is, um, 
we want to try to dismantle that that uh, that trigger that we're getting the amount of times we're feeling triggered by our children, we want to dismantle it. Um, so the best little tool, wow, it's a big tool that I want to give you right now just to pull this one to a close is, um, it's about building self-awareness. So when you're in those moments, like you this morning, Mama Serena, you probably aren't going to be able to check in with your body and all those things that are going on inside you because you're just in reactionary mode. And in an episode soon, I want us to talk about the flipping your lid that happens in our brains. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, because that's what's going on here. The prefrontal cortex, <laughs> forget about it. Okay, so we'll get into pre flipping your lid and that's a beautiful thing. Right now, what I want to say is, when you're not in reaction, when you're not triggered, I want you each to take time to notice your body. When you're walking upstairs, feel each foot on each step. Maybe your hand is on the railing. What does the railing feel like? Is it smooth? Is it cold? Maybe you can feel your clothing on your body as you walk up the stairs. If you're driving your car, is the steering wheel cold? Is it soft? Have you got something cushy on it? Or is it hard and, you know, like just get into feeling the sensations in your body. This is a form of mindfulness. And what it leads to is when we're so looking at that experience you had this morning of looking at your child in the bed and she's sleeping and she's just like, oh, where do you feel that in your body? What are your experiences in your body? Like for me, when I feel that my shoulders relax and I want to take a deep breath and it's just like this calming sensation comes over me. And if somebody says something and I'm walking through the living room and somebody says something that irritates me, what happens in your body in those moments? Ooh, I just held my breath for a minute. Oh, I just felt my jaw clench. I want you to start practicing getting aware of what's happening in your body and how that ties in with triggers is when you feel triggered, you will start to notice my heart is racing. My breath is either shallow or for me personally, I hold my breath if I'm upset about something. Um, you know, all the different sensations in our bodies. And that's the way that we can actually intercept an anger automatic response and take that pause in which we can then make a more powerful choice for ourselves and for our children in the moment. So that's, that's your homework. <laughs> Should you choose to accept it? It's just <laughs> a body awareness. Every day, I want you to practice it three times minimum at different times of the day in different kinds of situations and just get into your body. What's going on? I like that. That's how you'll intercept the trigger. And it sounds, it sounds small, but I think that 
that really does go a long, long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I hope that that is helpful for some of you. And I do hope you practice and let us know. Okay. Anything else? We all good. Sounds good. Thank you for all your Amma advice and wisdom. You always knock it out of the park. Oh, we you. we always say before and after that was a good one <laughs> we hope you feel the same way listener we really do because we're actually here for you <laughs> and we love you okay so to dive into my gems from this week's episode the first thing is really just literally understanding that when i get triggered it's my trigger it's not her behavior so it's the thoughts that are coming up for me that are actually triggering me. It's not the behaviors that my daughter is showing. So this could have happened maybe this morning. And if I'm in a better mood, I wouldn't have reacted the way I reacted because it was my thoughts that were triggering me. It wasn't the actual behavior. This happens sometimes when my husband's just joking with me. Sometimes his jokes can trigger me if I'm like cranky, I'm not in the mood, if I have a pile of laundry that I have to do and he's being playful and I just don't have the time for it. And then sometimes he could do the same thing and I'll be playful back because it's my own thoughts that are triggering me. It's not his actual behavior. So really just understanding that can take us a long way. The next gem is that tool of narrating the feelings that are coming up for you when you are feeling this way. So if my daughter's throwing things, like that can really upset me. But, you know, it will kind of calm that down if I'm just like, oh, she feels like throwing things today. <laughs> um, it just changes my mood, not my mind. And that's a tool that we use. So that's a great tool to use for ourselves is to change the mood, not the mind. And that's narrating the feelings that are coming up for you. That also gives you something to do instead of reacting. So it's a good space filler there. And then lastly is building that self-awareness. And like I said, this can sound little, but it can take you a long way. And it's something that I try to do as often as I can now, now that I'm aware of that it's a thing. And another way that I do it is just literally tasting the foods that I put in my mouth because sometimes as moms, we're rushing to do things or we just feel like we need to put something in our bellies. And instead of just filling myself, I try to actually taste the foods that I'm consuming and savor them. Or my coffee. I try to savor my coffee in the morning before it's freezing cold. <laughs> so these are all good practices. And we promise you that if you start putting them into practice, you will notice how far it can bring you in your parenting journey. So thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you again next week. And we hope that you have a lovely week and start putting these things into practice. And if you do, let us know how it's going. We love hearing from you. And we wish you the best. I want to sing with you. I want to dance with you. I want to laugh with you. Oh, how I love to be with you. Aya, 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 aya. Aya, aya, I do. Aya, aya.
such a short time we've been together seems like a lifetime or two never knew i could love